The MFR Shinty Show with Ian Ault and Drew McNeil on MFR2. Hello and welcome to this week's MFR Shinty Show. On this week's show, we'll look back at McTavish Cup quarter-final action and we'll look ahead to the return of the Premiership as well as the Sutherland Cup second round. Plus, preview the pending Kamenacht Association AGM with league reconstruction very much top of the agenda. Joined as always by Scotland manager and Glenarkert co-boss Drew McNeil and also the Kamenacht Association Chief Operating Officer Torquil McLeod. Torquil, good to have you with us, Drew. As always, pleasure to see you. Good weekend. Yeah, I knew there was somebody special with me today when we got studio number one, the most, you know, the opulent studio in MFR. Normally I'm in a broom cupboard moan. <laughs> yes, normally. Normally we're locked in a little broom cupboard as we record the Shinty show, but uh, I thought we'd whip out the big guns today because Torco's with us, so we know we're in the luxurious surroundings of Studio One, just as Titch McCoy has uh, departed, so that's uh, fantastic news. Uh, Torquil, um yeah, it's good to have you with us, as I said, because... Um, we spoke about it on the show last week, just very brief, briefly, uh, league reconstruction um, made headline news last week because of uh, the f- uh, because of the football world. But uh, the buzzword at the moment is reconstruction, especially in Shinty. The AGM will be uh, held on Friday, uh, this Friday coming, as we record the show on a, a Wednesday. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to discuss. Um, first of all, plenty of good news. Yes. Uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, can I get the the Cameron Act Association's take? On the, on the recent events and looking ahead to the AGM? Well, if we start with the good news, Ian, the, the, there's the AGM on Friday night and, and we've got uh, some good news to report, uh, which is contained in our annual report. And uh, some of the key things there um, are that the sport, there's more being invested in Shinty, I think, than ever than ever before, uh, which is great. Our turnover is up, our expenditure on Shinty is up, and at the same time we were able to return a profit which allowed us as an association to uh, achieve our reserves, uh, financial reserves target, which gives us uh, some stability uh, in the years to come, which is which is good for the sport and good for, good for the company, obviously. Um, there's increased membership, and particularly around the youth membership and uh, there was record numbers into our youth competitions last year. Um, and in terms of profile for the sport, uh, we're getting plenty of profile, that's for sure. Uh, but last year we um, we had more live ma- televised live matches than I think that, well, certainly than ever before, which is great for Shinty. Um, and we get the, the ongoing radio and, and, and print media coverage as well, which is, which is brilliant. So there's lots of positives to talk about. There were some big challenges last year uh, as well. It's a role, there are always challenges within, within sport. And we have plenty in this year too but um but on the whole we felt that 2012 was a good year and that's i think for something that sh- that we can all celebrate and and take a pat on the back you know everybody involved in the sport can can congratulate themselves on that because you know it is a competition out there with other sports and we're not the biggest and we do have to really fight for for every ounce of funding or f- access to facility or every single player uh, that's there so so good we're you know we did we did well last year and that needs to be carried forward and and you know we're all hoping that 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 will be the case perhaps wrongly of me to to, to go in for the kill straight away and talk <laughs> about reconstruction drew but yeah talk about yeah it is right there there has been a lot of positive news regarding shinty lately um increased coverage that the youth shinty looks like it's flourishing again and it, it has been a, a good year, 2012. Well, there's no doubt about it. There's more youths playing. I think the, the standards of youth are playing now are better as well. Um, in a tough financial environment as well at the moment. Uh, the guys, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes on at club level. We we and our development team do, do work within schools. But 
it's all about the clubs and, and, and certainly our emphasis moving forward is, is to work closer with the clubs and support them in that. It's the clubs that teach kids how to play shinty, it's the clubs that provide the environment uh, and the schools to an extent as well. But it's so important that we, we continue to look after that because it's, it is a challenge out there and it's increasingly competitive. Um, but, you know, we did well last year and we need to, we need to keep it up and, and well done to everybody who's involved at that level. You mentioned, obviously, tough financial um, environment that uh, we live in at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I think the key word is, is profit. And, you know, when you look at the sponsors currently involved in the game as well, it's quite healthy at the moment. Yeah, it's good. Well, you know, at the end of 2011, we reported a small loss. Although our turnover had gone up, we reported a small loss. And the the, the real objective for 2012 was to recover that loss and um achieve our financial target now in fact we've exceeded both of those and we're able to spend more more on the sport than we have done than ever before i think it's fair to say um which is really exciting and it's 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 great that people are wanting to invest in the sport we had the ryan uh, group joining the sponsoring the premiership for the first time last year which was really exciting had all our major sponsors renewed last year so scottish hydro marine harvest aberdeen considine the co-op uh, and then we had the addition of the bbc alba coverage which was great so you know we have the ingredients and a platform to really do a lot for the game and, and that is the envy of a number of other sports and i sit with some of those other sports at meetings uh, and it genuinely is the envy and it's a tribute again to the work that goes on at club level that we have something that is so um, investable uh, and we need to look after that So you'll be reporting that to your members on, on Friday, a lot of good news there we'll look ahead to the next year, uh, mm. what uh, do you hope to get from that? Well this year Well this year, yeah, 2013 really, yeah. Yeah. Well we, we're, we're fortunate that this, the funding deals are, are in place for this, this year too which is great, we're on a bit of a membership drive this year so we're hoping to get a number of new new members uh, joining not just through clubs but just joining the association for there's a package of benefits that will be launched uh, around that you know we've got to keep chasing the money to an extent because that's where you know that's part of our job to do that so that we can invest it back within the game and invest in those elements um, that that don't make money as, as it were so we keep doing that and we keep chasing positive profile for the mat for the game uh, as well and, and showcase opportunities and we're you know we're blessed last year in open with a fantastic Kamina Cup final um, which is such a great advert for the sport um, so these sort of things are all conspiring in, in our favour we need to keep that momentum going um, and I think we all you know, the sport as a whole benefits uh, benefits from that so so yeah lots of good news to talk about but uh, the AGM will, will, yeah, will, will capture the the headlines because of one topic at the moment it's around uh, reconstruction of leagues um, we spoke last week and as I said earlier on you know the, the, the football world found out how tough that can be um, I guess you can't please everyone all, all of the time uh, but uh, you've explained already off air uh, Torquil that uh, yeah take us through I think 2010 when um, well this I mean league reconstruction for any sport is a, is a difficult piece of business that needs to be done um, and it's it's never going to be easy and it's never going to keep everybody happy I don't suppose but uh, in 2000 you know this all started back in 2010 just in fact as I came into post there was uh, the development of the association's strategic plan and there was a roadshow around the country where we met with um, members uh, to discuss various issues and it was flagged to us um, f- fairly comprehensively that the league structure needed a look because uh, there were a number of issues um, 
uh, becoming apparent within within the current structure. The length of the league season was was one of them. Um, the lack of promotion and relegation in our South Leagues because there's so many reserve teams uh, playing in there is kind of clogged up. Um, the perceived weakening of South Shinty uh, as well, kind of evidenced by the fact that the that the teams who are winning South One and going into the Premiership were often getting relegated back down. And if you look over the last kind of three years or since I came into post anyway, of the six teams that have been relegated from Premier One mm-hmm. or from the Premiership, five of them um, have been from the South. Um, so that was a concern, particularly for those clubs uh, in the South as well. And then there was also, you know, when I came into the sport, I questioned why there was nothing much in place for players, talented and kind of motivated and ambitious players, uh, to step up to beyond club shinty. Uh, a lot of sports, or most sports, would have some sort of regional or inter-district, some, somewhere to step onto. Um, all we have is the international, which is provides that opportunity uh, very well, but only for a very limited number of people. So is there a need for some sort of um, what's called a, a pathway through the sport, development of, of the pathway through the sport for players and potentially for coaches as well, so they can coach at higher higher level too. So that wasn't in place within within the sport, it didn't, didn't appear to be. I know it's been been there in previous years, so mm-hmm. it, it's kind of been dropped. Um, and then subsequently to that, there is this issue that's developed in our North Division 1 uh, North Regional One League, where they were now down to six teams, where uh, teams haven't been getting relegated out of the Premiership, and teams haven't taken promotion out of North Two to populate that league. So we're sitting there with six teams now, um, and they're playing a third round of fixtures, so home away and home again, um, and that's not ideal. That's not the real format for uh, a league. So that needs to be looked at and fixed um, as well. So. That's the background to it all, and we committed in our strategic plan that we would do this review in 2012 and that we would have a revised structure in place prior to the start of the 2013 season um, that would t- come into effect in 2014. And that was discussed and approved with, with our members as well. So um, that's the process that we have gone through. Uh, and in 2012, we set up the working group um, whose job it was to con- consult uh, with members around and anybody who's interested, frankly, mm-hmm. or has an, a, a constructive input to offer around where are we now, what what are the problems, or you know these are the identified problems, and um, how do we try and fix some of these, and what's the best model going forward? Uh, and they did a lot of work. Uh, all the clubs were questioned. Uh, there was an open input opportunity on our website. There was meetings uh, held. We had a big sen- end of season review meeting where we discussed some options, um, and. You know, I was party to a number of these meetings, so I, you know, I've seen the models uh, of what leagues would look, could look like, the various scenarios and all the rest of it, and tried to work it out what would be best. Um, and there is no, it's quite apparent, there's no quick fix or easy fix. Whatever you put in place is could easily become um, uh, ineffective in a fairly short period of time as things change, you know, um, and it's all affected by the number of teams who are available to play in the leagues. And unfortunately, this year we've lost two teams from the league, although they're still in the cup competitions. Uh, we've lost uh, two teams from the leagues, which affects things as well. So it's not an easy thing to do. Um, and you've got to look at the big picture. Um, and that's what the committee uh, did. They make recommendations or they work with our competitions committee, who then ultimately make recommendations to the board and the board have to take a decision and that's you know that's what those chaps step up for they're volunteers too and uh, 
that's the part of the responsibility of being the director is that you take on responsibility for these difficult decisions you're elected by as a representative of the membership as a representative of the membership yeah so um that's the process that was followed and um i think that's the correct process mm. uh, the outcome being the uh, decision to reduce the premiership from eight, 10 to 8 uh, part of the rationale for that is t- is to do with the number of teams that are competing in the structure as a whole um, you were uh, with a 10 team premier ended up with a very small number of teams competing then in south 2 and north 3 um, also it allowed the the a bit more comfort in terms of when you were going to get the, se- the league season finished and that in itself could provide an opportunity for a reintroduction of some of that uh, inter-district or representative shinty so that the talented and, and ambitious players who are keen to achieve their potential within the sport have the opportunity, that our sport offers them the opportunity to do that, which most sports do offer their participants. So there's, a, you know, that that's the, the thinking that, that went behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, the structure also addresses the current problem we have in North Division. The revised structure sees a, 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 a North a, a national league, uh, additional national national league being introduced below the Premiership, that was in order to try and address this perceived weakness of the mm. teams who are going up into the Premier and, yep. and that that they've been struggling to compete with the teams that are already established. We have, we in have that highlighted Premier. that on the, on the show yeah. previous. Yeah, the South Division One sides do tend to struggle when they come up. Yes, it's a difficult league though. That's the yeah. problem. They're playing at a high standard every week. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing, and it's it's you know there's a great a great standard of certainly being played in the Premier League, mm-hmm. um, but for a team trying to step up into that when you're not used to playing at that level, I think that the, the the feeling was that that was that was a big step, and for many teams, a step too far for them. They were coming back straight straight back down. So offering a higher standard of competition below the Premier, and uh, in, in almost in preparation for going into the Premier um, was seen to be a fix to that particular problem around teams bouncing in and out, out of the Premier. Now inevitably playing at higher standard requires a greater commitment uh, and inevitably that means more time for players and potentially more cost uh, as well so that's accepted and, and recognised and that's the that's the compromise I suppose or that's the rub I guess. So we had the t- reduction in the Premier from 10 to 8 um, we had the reintroduction of this national which I also think which solved well hopefully solved the problem around strength of competition prior to Premier but also solves the problem around National Division 1 mm-hmm. uh, of the current sorry the current North Division 1 in terms of the numbers that are participating in there and that still leaves us with the problem at the very bottom of the league structure where mm-hmm. you've got I think it's 6 uh, and 7 teams respectively in um, North three and South two at the very in the, the the bottom divisions there, but that gives us a bit of capacity for new teams to come in and join the leagues okay. at the very bottom, uh, which we are hoping to do. You know, we would hope to have some teams coming back into th- um, uh, the leagues in twenty fourteen uh, as well. But if a team drops out, another team drops out for some reason, then that makes the thing uh, creak a little bit uh, already. So it's a fragile thing, mm. the league structure and. Um, it's it's not easy to fix, and you can you know when the board are sitting looking at these options, or when the working group are looking at these options, it it's not simple. And there's lots of I've heard lots of ideas of why can't we do this and why can't we do that. Um, well, when you actually sit down and model that up, does it actually work, or how long will it work for? How lo- what does it take for that to go out of kilter? Um, uh, and it and 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 almost all of them, it can happen very quickly. One mm-hmm. team drops out, or let's say, for example, 
uh, a team comes out of the Premier goes into the South rather than the North or something like that. These sort of things affect it can, and it can have a pretty big impact quite quickly. So the board make their decision um, and that was communicated at the general meeting on the 1st of February, I think it was. Um, and here we are. Here we are indeed, yeah. I know the process has been quite lengthy. You, know, you, you, know, you, you spoke 2010 was the, the early date. Um, it seems now that uh, it's, it's almost coming to fruition now and, and plans are rapidly uh, progressing that now clubs are having a say. Uh, are you disappointed now that the conversation's happening so so soon before the the AGM, well the the the, the conversation has been going on ongoing, uh, and obviously we were keen to have that instigate that conversation in the first place. We did it in twenty ten, and we did it again in twenty twelve. Um, I, I think the frustration is slightly that the that um, that people aren't quite understanding the rationale for the revised structure uh, and the problems that it's trying to fix. Inevitably, it will create new problems. Um, but uh, the problems that were identified at the outset by the members um, and that we set out to address, we haven't been able to fix them all even with, right. the, with the revised structure, but we've addressed a number of them uh, in the best interest of the sport as a whole. Um, that conversa- you know, f- The conversation now is a reflection upon the, the structure that has been introduced in 2014. Um, and I think people just need to pause for a moment and, and think it through uh, some of them I'm sure many of them have but uh, just when I the comments I've heard around this uh, and there have been plenty <laughs> um, I can imagine it just, it's just smack it's, it just, uh, there's just a bit of a misinformation going around mm-hmm. um, and I think it's important that people do understand um, what the intention is uh, around this and why um, and that's the process you know that process will, will take the AGM on Friday provides a good opportunity to do that where we can have that conversation. If people are not sure or don't understand or are frustrated by it, then let's have the discussion. You know, this is important for the sport and we're a small, you know, we're not a big football, you know, rugby, any of these sort of guys. We have to look after ourselves and we have to do things right and just do it uh, it carefully. Um, And, um, you know, there's no, no substitute for talking these things through, I don't think. There are a few clubs who... Uh, reportedly today um, said that they wouldn't be attending the AGM. Uh, Sky were one. Can you say need some more and, and Kyle's Athletic? And I suppose, yeah, it goes back to your, your point there. Let's come together, let, let's talk uh, and let's try and iron something out. Well, I think that's disappointing. I don't see the benefit of that, to be honest. Um, I, uh, I think what we have suggested is it's an important opportunity for people to have this discussion. Um, and, you know, what will will be but uh, the, the main thing is that people understand everybody understands um, what we're trying to achieve uh, and what's the intention is here before they make any kind of decision uh, and and Friday night provides an opportunity to do that Drew um, as I said our four teams have said that they they might not attend uh, the, the, the AGM two of perhaps well three of the biggest sides in the in the Premiership at the moment Kyle's can you see and need to mourn it's Perhaps is it crucial that these guys get involved in these conversations? They're not going to be involved in the conversations. They're not attending. If you want to make change, you have to be as well being there and you know having your voice heard and make the change from within. That's the way I would deal with it. Anyways, if you're on the outside, it's very difficult to make change. It's a, it's a bold statement, but I'm sure their votes will go in by proxy or whatever. It's just they're not attending, I suppose. Yeah, Glenarcher are one side who will be involved in the 
in the process as well. And I suppose, like like Torco was saying there, everyone has to get together. I mean, it's it's not going to be perhaps a, a comfortable ride, but you know, we, we have to look after the sport. It's difficult when I we look at it today, the structures and whatnot, and, and how you you could. It's like Torco said, you could fix it for one year, then you get a when the relegation start kicking in and they start going different directions, it soon goes out of shape pretty quick. So no matter what system you bring in, it has to be extremely flexible year upon year to be looked at to decide who's going promoted and who's getting rele- relegated. That's the th- that is the, th- the recognition through this process uh, is that it could go out of kilter depending on promotion re- quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, it, so there is obviously a commitment to that, you know, whatever we put in place is is in place for a short term and then it needs to be continually monitored uh, and reviewed and tweaked um, and you have to bear in mind the circumstances that we currently have. We have 53 teams competing in the league structure, so let's we need that's what we've got just now. We may have more teams coming in the future. We may potentially have teams dropping out. Um, those are the risks and all of that. The balance is very um, delicate, um, and if you had plenty of teams, then you could certainly have a more robust thing. And you can't, you know, you could fix one league, but that would that would cause problems in other leagues. You've got to fix the structure, try and fix the structure as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that's the approach that was taken to this. Um, yeah, because I've heard shouts for a 10-team premiership. And yeah, although the, the premiership would be competitive, it would look good, but there might be aspects elsewhere that might not work. Well, that's that, that's that's part of it, yeah. So if you have a 10-team premiership, you're, down to, you're probably down to um, six and five teams respectively at the bottom end of the leagues. Um, there's no guarantee, you know, we're not confident, or we can't be confident at this stage what, when the league season is actually going to finish. If you look back over the last five years, mm-hmm. uh, we finished well in 2012. That's the best date we've ever achieved in Summer Shinty for the finish of the league season, 6th of October. Uh, and that was for the Premier League we're talking about here. Just now, some of the others went on beyond that. But over the last five, three of them haven't finished on time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're into either sharing points at the end of November or you're tipping into December. So th- those, and when we are actually doing the consultation back in 2010, you're on the back of, that's what people is really fresh in people's mind. And then in, in 2011, I remember driving around the country trying to get games on and we ended up splitting the points. I'm sure it was King Yusi and Kyle's perhaps mm-hmm. because um, it was yep. the into the first weekend of December or something like that. So, you know, we, we I don't think as a sport we can have, you know, we can have the confidence yet that the Premier is going to, f- or that the league itself, whatever league it is, that a 10-team league is going to finish uh, on time. We need to try and do that. Um, and, and and if we want to create that window for representative Shinty, then you need to guarantee at least, I would be saying, four or five you know, weeks where that can where that can take place uh, at the end at, towards the end of the year, and then perhaps you have the international uh, on top of that, just as the the kind of close to the whole season. The cherry on the the cake, Drew. Um, it's, uh, it's no doubt going to be a um, an interesting few weeks ahead. Um, what do you hope to to get from Friday night? What do you hope to achieve from it? Well, Friday night, I want people to feel that Shinty's in a good place on the whole. We've got a piece of Difficult business to get through um, around the the league reconstruction, but that we need to m- manage that within the sport, and we will get through that. We face challenges every year, but we were big challenges last year. This is a big challenge for for this year, and we'll you know we will get through that, uh, get through this. Um, but it's about inf- people being informed and understanding completely the rationale that's being applied here, and looking at the big picture, and. You know, there there is no there's no obvious fix. I don't think that we've that's been missed. 
Um, I can't, you know, we, from all the ideas, and there were some very radical ideas that were coming forward in, in this process. And what, what, like? <laughs> not, they were just out there ideas that yeah. could, you know, uh, uh, um, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but there were some big ideas, yeah, which yeah. are great, you know, great. Um, but, you know, this is what ultimately the board, the peop- the board were um, asked to decide upon. Mm-hmm. And, um and that's what they're responsible for doing. And, and the, the the question about whether it should have gone to a vote, etc. That you know, that's another thing that's out there just now. In fact, you know, if you just if you look at the articles of our, our articles of association, it's quite clear that, you know, for good or for bad, the board are elected to take these sort of decisions within within the business. That's the responsibility that they kind of step up to when they are when they put themselves forward and then the, and are then elected by the membership to represent the mentor, members' views to take some of these sort of decisions. So there are clearly within the articles decisions that have to go to the the membership for for a vote. But this you know just this isn't one of them. Um, we did do the consultation. I think we trailed in advance uh, that it wasn't going to go to a vote. Um, that you know, I was just checking back some of the paperwork there mm. that was going out at the end of the year, and I think that that was communicated. Um, so it, it it's it's surprised me that everybody thought, or there seems to be a perception this was going to vote because you know it wasn't. Um, but you know, I, I think coming out of of Friday night, that I hope people just feel more informed and understand the position. Uh, the reason that the board took the decision, what they're trying to achieve, and the rationale behind it, and then they take a, a kind of um, a considered view of whether it was the right thing or not. Drew, same question to you. What do you hope to that, that comes of, of Friday night? Obviously, you're it's more focused on the Saturday. It's a tough one, yeah. you know. I, I look at it, and, and you always think of you try and look to get symmetry within the, the leagues. There's no way of doing that. You try to look. There's even an imbalance between north and south. You've got 20 north teams. You've got 14 south teams so you, straight away you've got an unbalance here when you try to have a national division so it's extremely difficult and just to you know so there's no north-south bias here the best game of the, the season last year was produced by Kyles and Inverary in the biggest game the biggest yep. game that's right yeah <laughs> indeed the Camera Cup final uh, we'll leave the Shinty AGM at the moment uh, no doubt Torquo will be a busy man uh, on Friday we'll look ahead to, to Saturday now but uh, first of all uh, McTavish Cup quarter final duty at the weekend Drew um, a second successive semi-final for your own Glenarkert yep let's hope it doesn't go to penalties this year no we played okay actually we actually have played better at times this season and uh, not come away with anything um, good win but we didn't get any points so we're still in the same position in the league unfortunately you will face Newton Moore. They came through the derby match uh, with King Yusey. Um Yeah, I'm sure you'll relish that uh, uh, repeat of last year's semi-final. Yeah, we're working towards that game already, obviously. Um, we'll try and work upon a game plan for that one. Um, I don't know where the game's been played yet. don't know the venue of the semi-final. Um, let's hope it's Tom the Drocket. Nice for us. <laughs> you know, I've got some old spectators who'd like to you know, sit at home and watch it. So. No, we're looking forward to that game, but uh, we need to forget about that. We've got another game on Saturday. Love it, are through to the semi-finals, a team that we've predicted will make the final this year. They beat Lochaber 2-1 on penalty. It's a, quite, a, quite a tight contest and they'll face Kamali of North Division 1 after they uh, beat Bewley, getting revenge after losing to them in North Division 1 the week before. Yeah, Lochaber, I think they're a little bit unlucky. Well, they were, well, they managed to get level, I suppose, but love it having lost three goals this season, so that was a good performance. Lochaber, we spoke about Lochaber's you know, lack of goals. Um, I believe Steve McDonald and goals had a, a super couple of penalty saves. Interesting that uh, Greg Matheson and uh, Kevin Bartlett got the the the, the Bewley goal, the not the Bewley goals, the Cabafay goals, and then they scored the penalties as well. So, yeah, 
and not a surprise, Kamali when we thought Kamali would beat Bewley. Bewley had a successive weeks of his players sent off again, so mm-hmm. that was unfortunate for them. Um, you know, no surprise, Kamali and Lovett uh, meeting there, I don't think. In the Celtic Society quarter-finals, the big two teams in the south are through Inverary and Cavs Athletic progressed after... Well, Inverary beat Aberdour 8-0 and last year's runners-up Tynault lost 12-1 to Cows Athletic. They'll be joined in the semis by Glasgow Mother Gyle and Premiership Oban. GMA beat Butte 2-0 and Oban beat Glenorchy 6-1. Let's look ahead to this weekend now, starting with the Premiership card. Newton Moore versus Inverary. What a mouth-watering tie that will be. It will win. First, it's that Inverary as well, which is yeah, even more exciting than for Inverary. You know, if they win this game, they really have got a real good chance of pushing on and making a serious claim for the division this year, which would be a big surprise. I, I thought, you know, they've had a lot of home games and they are good at home, but they've kept it going and fair play to Gary McPherson. And the, the older heads are back as well and they're playing really well. Week after week, we always say, is this the biggest test? This is their biggest test. Well, it's a tough one for Newton Moore because Newton Moore, you know, struggled last week. They have to puffed against Canusi. Um So no, it's an interesting one. That been interesting. I've, normally, I would say Newton Moore all the way, but uh, not this time. You know, I was impressed with Inverary's resilience against us. We put them under a lot of pressure, um, and even when we did manage to pierce the defence, Toad was in goals and Toad was excellent. So now it'll be a tough game for Newton Moore. A win, like you say, for New- uh, Inverary, and uh, we might have new title challengers. Absolutely, you know, and I, I'd, I'd said all along it'd only be. I thought there'd be three teams challenging, but if Finbarry win again, then there's well, that, that game won't put them out the title challenge. But you know, Kyle's are sitting back wondering which what team do they want to win here? They're not too sure what they want. Kyle's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle's are away to King Yusi, and uh, yeah, it's a, a difficult one for Kyle's as well. Um, obviously, they've, they've lost a couple, as we highlighted in the last couple of weeks as well. But yeah, they could look on the, that game at Finbarry with interest. They can do, but difficult game going to King Yusi. Can you see? I suppose a good performance 2-0 against Newton Moore but I don't think they created many chances I think uh, at one point they brought Thomas Bothwick back into midfield and Thomas has, has been their goal scorer this year so if they're playing Thomas in midfield they're probably going to struggle because Lee Bain's injured as well so you'd expect Kyles to go up there and get the points Love it uh, still unbeaten this season uh, when we say title challengers we still have to consider them because they're still doing the business and another cup win for them at the weekend as well uh, they travel to Fort William they had two tight games against each other last year. Um, for Oyam, they're huffing and puffing. They don't know, not too sure what what uh, twelve they're going to have on a Saturday. Love it. I've got the same team week in week out. They've got a good strong second team with experienced players that can come in. You know they're sitting with Premier Division players that are playing ninety minutes in the second team. You know they're in a really strong position at the moment. Love it. Um, young young team. They don't need to produce any youths at the moment. So mm-hmm. I'd expect Love it to go there and win that game. And then the final game, you're on Glenarket uh, away to open in a rerun of last year's Macaulay Cup final. Good memories, of course, for that for you and Glen Urquhart. Yeah, and we've played them already this year. We've played Oban up in the, at Drum. Uh, we beat them 2-1. Um, fairly good performance early on, then we lost our way again. Much like Saturday, actually. Mm-hmm. We, we faded out quite quick, so we'd like to put in a decent 90 minutes. I mean, it's, going to Mossfield's a, a privilege to go and play in that park. I've been saying all along that we'll, we'll play better when the pitches dry up and we get flatter surfaces, so... Proof will be the pudding this weekend. He's normally true to his word. <laughs> He's normally true, so watch out, Oban. Elsewhere this weekend, the North Division 1, Bewley returned from cup defeat with a local derby away to Inverness. Kamali, who beat Bewley last week, take on Caber, Fay and Sky 
are up against Strathglass in South Division 1 Aberdour are at home to open Celtic Tanalt travel to Butte both beaten quarter final action last weekend GMA take on Glenorchy after beating them 6-1 last weekend and Strucker come up against Kilmory in North Division 2 it's Aberdeen Uni up against Kenlock Shield and in South Division 2 Aberdour take on Tayforth Butte take on GMA and in North Division 3 only two fixtures go ahead Caberfee take on Inverness and Strathspey are up against Loch Broom most of the action comes in the form of the second round of the Sutherland Cup Kaz Athletic travel to Anita Moore Glenarkert are away to Fort William King Yusey take on Bala Hulish Bewley welcome Lovett Glengarry are up against Ardnamurkin Lochharen travel to Inverary Lochaber are away to Kamali and Coglane face Lochside Rovers elsewhere in the Women's Cameract Association South Division 2 it's Dunod against GMA that's it from here uh, sorry, one other fixture in South Division 1 uh, National Division 1 of the women's game Aberdour take on Badnock and Strathspey and GMA go up against Glengarry That's it from us here on the MFR Shinty Shoma thanks to Drew as always and Torquil McCoy from the Camerack Association for joining us ahead of this weekend's AGM Enjoy your weekend wherever the Shinty takes you